Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What's up, my friend? You are listening to Real English Radio. I am your host, Tony Kaizen. And I'm just sitting here chilling, enjoying my Friday night, man. I've had a few beers. I'm about to have another one. Just enjoying myself, man. I'm uh, I'm really hoping that everything is good with you. I hope you're healthy. Hope you're happy. Hope you're fulfilled in this journey we call life. I hope you're doing good, man. I really do. And like I said, I'm just sitting here chilling, drinking some beers, enjoying myself. And I I decided to get on Reddit and read some random stuff. You know, there's lots of interesting stories on Reddit, different opinions and stuff like that. And I came across the subreddit called Pro Revenge. And apparently it's just a bunch of stories about people taking revenge on other people. And that will be the topic of discussion in this episode, revenge. Now for the uninitiated, uninitiated jesus christ for the uninitiated (laughs) for those of y'all that don't know revenge describes the action of hurting or harming someone in return for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands now a more simple way of saying the same thing is hurting or harming someone after they have hurt or harmed you that's what it means to take revenge on somebody or get revenge on someone right and revenge is a funny thing you know they say it's a double-edged sword And a double-edged sword is a sword that instead of a blade and a handle, it's just one long blade. So no matter where you grab it, you're going to cut yourself, right? Because when you take revenge on somebody, you want to hurt them. But some people believe that by trying to take revenge, you don't only hurt that person, you hurt yourself. You corrupt your soul, you know? So a double-edged sword is like, imagine trying to stab somebody with a sword, but you're holding on to that same blade, not a handle. So just by picking up the sword, you're going to hurt yourself and the person that you intend to hurt. Hopefully that makes sense. But they say it's a a double-edged sword. You know, taking revenge on somebody doesn't just hurt them. It hurts you. That's what I'm saying. And I, you know, what do y'all think? Do y'all think that revenge is a double-edged sword? Do you really think that it's wrong? You think it's bad? Is revenge ever justified? I don't know, man. Uh, I guess it depends on the situation because sometimes man sometimes 
people just do some shit, man. You just can't let it slide, bro. You just can't let that shit go. They say forgive and forget, right? Let it go. Live in peace. Fuck that. You know? Fuck that shit. Sometimes people just fucking, they cross the line, man. And if they cross the line, you gotta fucking send them back to the other side, motherfucker. I'm not, I'm not tolerating no disrespect in this bitch. No, sir. Not Mr. Kaizen. I don't fucking think so. Fucking disrespect me. Huh? Fucking hurt me? I'm not having that shit. All right? You fuck with me, I fuck with you. All right? You kill my son, I kill your whole family. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point of this episode, or the goal of this episode, is uh, to hopefully entertain you a bit and certainly teach you some English because this is real English radio. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to, I haven't read any of these stories, but I'm going to scroll through this subreddit titled Pro Revenge, and hopefully we'll find some interesting, juicy stories of revenge. All right. Now we're not going to waste any time. We're just going to get right into it, my friend. The first story listed here on this subreddit is titled Pushy Flirt Lost His Job and His Home. Jesus. And pushy, I think I explained this word in a recent episode, but just in case you're new or you haven't heard the episode, welcome to Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. And uh, the word pushy basically means like uh, aggressively insistive. You know, I think the example I gave in a a recent episode was like, imagine there's this guy at the bar and um, he wants to talk to this lady and get her phone number, maybe convince her to come back to his place for a little bit of fucking freakness in the sheetsness. And um, he asks her for a number. She says no. And he's like, come on, come on, give me your number. Let me talk to you. I just want to, I just want to be friends. Right. And he just keeps insisting and insisting and insisting in a relatively aggressive way, in a way that probably makes this young lady uncomfortable. That's a very pushy person. Somebody who keeps pushing and pushing and pushing until they get what they want, you know? And a flirt is a word that we can use to describe somebody who flirts a lot, right? So a pushy flirt lost his job and his home. This should be good. And I want to let you know, like I said in the beginning, I've had a few beers, so maybe my reading abilities won't be... At a hundred percent, but we just go and get. I guess we'll find out in just a minute, right? So, a pushy flirt lost his job and his home. Here we go. My girlfriend rents and lives on her own, which means that she rents her own place and she lives by herself. My girlfriend rents and lives on her own. More than once, her property manager has suggested she take off her clothes and let him give her a massage. Apparently, she told him no, and he kept doing it, meaning he kept asking. So she told the landlord. And the landlord is the owner of the property. The property manager is literally the person that manages that property. So maybe they live in the building. Uh, And even if they don't, they're responsible for managing things on a day to day basis, right? So if something breaks in your apartment that the landlord or the owner is responsible for, You talk to the property manager and they get it fixed. If your neighbors are too loud or they're causing problems, you talk to the property manager and they're they're supposed to resolve the issue. The landlord is just whoever owns the property. So the property manager, I will repeat, is basically insisting that this woman take off her clothes and let him give her a massage. So he's like, every time he sees her, he's like, hey, baby, why don't you want to go up to your place and 
and, and take off all your clothes, lay on my portable massage table and let me put my hands on you, huh? Yeah, let me squeeze your muscles in a sensual manner to relieve the stress. I know you had a long day, huh? I know you had a long week. I know it's been a hard life. Let me, let me, uh, let me relieve that stress. I got some essential oils I ordered on Amazon. They say it's the purest, huh? So it smells like peppermint and jade. Yeah? You want, you want to let me give you a massage, little lady? And she's like, bro, get the fuck away from me. I don't even know you like that. And he just keeps insisting. She keep, he keeps saying, let me put my hands on you. Let me squeeze you and rub you. Huh? Let me give you a happy ending. Huh? And she got tired of it. And she told the owner of the property. Right? She told the landlord. And then he gaslighted her saying, you could have just told me no. You didn't have to complain to my boss. But that's not, that's not gaslighting. Gaslighting is like basically trying to manipulate someone psychologically to the point where they lose trust in their own ability to reason or remember the past, you know, like they're, they're trying to convince you that you did something that you didn't really do, or you said something you didn't really say. And you know what happened. You know what you said, you know, you remember the situation, but they're trying to convince you that you don't really remember. They're trying to make you think you're fucking crazy. That's gaslighting. Saying that you could have just told me no and you didn't have to complain to my boss. That's not gaslighting. <laughs> I think gaslighting and narcissist are two of the most overused words in the last few years, especially on social media. Now that everybody's a fucking psychologist, they use these words like fucking. I don't know. They're just overused and I think misunderstood. This is, that's not what gaslighting is saying. You could have just told me no. I mean, I guess I see what he's trying to say because she did say no. And now he's saying, you could have just told me no. I guess you could consider that gaslighting. Anyway, so she rejects this man, this fucking creep. He keeps insisting and she tells his boss. And then he gaslights her by saying, you could have just told me no. You didn't have to complain to my boss. But whatever. After that, he mostly left her alone. He left her in peace. And one day I was over at her place and I randomly checked the sex offender registry. <laughs> And damned if I don't see a familiar face on there. It's the freaking property manager. Jesus. Okay, I don't know if y'all have this in your country, but in the United States of America, you can get on websites or maybe even download apps and search your local area to see how many sex offenders actually live in your area. Registered sex offenders. People who have actually been convicted of sexual assault, raping people, molesting people, etc. They, they are forever registered with the government after that point so you can get on this website and see like if you have kids for example you want to know if there's some fucking predators living down the street so you can get on this website and see how many live in your area so this guy while he was at his girlfriend's house randomly <laughs> randomly checked the sex offender registry and he says damned if i don't see a familiar face now the, this expression damned if i don't blah 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 it doesn't make any literal sense but what he's saying is like wow can't you, I mean, like, would you believe that? Like, it's basically saying, surprisingly, I see a familiar face on this sex offender registry. And it's the fucking property manager, the same guy who was trying to convince his girlfriend to take off her clothes and let him give her a massage. Let's continue. He says, I don't tell her right away because it would only freak her out. It would only scare her, right? 
And then he puts in parentheses, actually, I guess I never told her directly. A few days later, every tenant in her complex or every resident in the building gets an anonymous postcard saying a convicted sex offender has keys to your home. What the fuck? With a QR code linking to his profile on the state sex offender registry website. Yo, my girlfriend and a bunch of her neighbors get together to hire a lawyer and the lawyer helps them write a letter to the landlord demanding the property manager be replaced with someone who's not a convicted sex offender. Or the landlord put them in another equivalent property he owns that's not managed by a convicted sex offender. Okay, let's just recap here. Let's recap. This man, um, apparently his girlfriend told him about the creepy fucking property manager saying, hey baby, why don't you let me fucking massage you naked? And so he randomly, quote unquote, gets on the sex of... Who the fuck just randomly checks... A sex offender registry. That's what I want to know. But he gets on this website and he sees the property manager's face. So the dude asking his girlfriend to take off her clothes and let her give or let him give her a massage is a registered sex offender, meaning he's been convicted of sexually assaulting somebody in the past. And so instead of telling his girlfriend immediately, uh, he didn't say who did this, but I'm guessing he sent a postcard to every resident in the apartment building. And it says, a convicted sex offender has keys to your home. This dude should be a fucking copywriter. This, should, this dude should be a digital marketer. That's like fucking, that's a great sentence. Short, sweet, to the point, and it gets your attention. Makes you fucking be like, what? You know, it grabs your attention. Anyway, a convicted sex offender has keys to your home with a link to his profile on the sex offender website. So everybody in the building can see, oh, the property manager is a registered sex offender. And so what happens? His girlfriend and a bunch of the other neighbors get a lawyer and they write up this letter telling the landlord, either you put us in a different building that's not managed or that's managed, Jesus Christ, that's not managed by a sex offender or you fucking fire the sex offender and get somebody new. In the last line of this story, he says, the landlord did one better meaning that he did something even better. Not only is that guy not the property manager anymore, he's also moved out of the building and to a crappier part of town. All right, let that be a, a lesson to you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, don't, I don't fucking know what the lesson is there. It's in there somewhere. Jesus Christ, dude. Jesus Christ. I mean, this is true. Like, what? But, you know, I will say this. I will say this. Um, I remember this. I don't know how I thought of this now, but years ago, I was watching The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, South African comedian. And um, there was a segment when he was talking about some fucking some racist who said some racist shit on camera in the United States, something like that. It was another news story about another fucking racist. And uh, he was covering the story or telling people about the story and he asked a very interesting question he said okay i understand people's knee-jerk reaction their immediate reaction to very racist people especially stuff that you see online it's very easy to get mad and say cancel him fire him make him he should lose his job he should lose his money he should fucking die slowly in a ditch with cancer and somebody should cut his dick off right they want to crucify these people um, mainly because they don't know what it feels like to crucify somebody, but that's a different story. 
but they they typically you know they want this person to fucking suffer he should lose everything because he said something racist and trevor noah was asking the question like okay i understand that reaction but to just cancel somebody and make them disappear to fire them from their job you know so they lose their house and their car they can't support their kids anymore how does that solve the problem of racism Racism is like just like racism is ignorance, really. And ignorance is something like a disease when you really think about it. And so by just canceling this person and firing them and sit like that, you're not really curing them of their ignorance. Like, where do all these people that have like famous people that have said things that somebody found offensive? Where do these people go once they get canceled? It's not like they like a racist person. Somebody says some racist shit online and then people want to cancel that guy. Delete his YouTube channel. Take all his money from him. Make him be homeless. Fire that motherfucker. He should die for what he said. Even if you do all that, it doesn't mean that he's not going to be racist anymore. He's just not going to say racist shit publicly. So what's more important? People hiding their racism so that you don't have to hear it or experience it, or people just not being racist. You know? Canceling a racist doesn't make them any less racist. And I don't know what the cure for racism is. I'm not some fucking, you know, I'm not trying to sit up here like I'm some sophisticated prophet who has all the answers, but it's an interesting thing to think about. Like, just because you, and it's so common, especially in the US, but definitely in other countries now. Like if if you're at a restaurant or a a business of some kind and somebody does something you don't like, I'm going to get you fired, buddy. You're going to lose your job because you said something that I didn't appreciate. You know? It's like you're not going to change that person's mind just by firing them. They're just going to go somewhere else. It doesn't solve the problem. It just soothes your ego, you know? And this story kind of made me think of that, right? Like, okay, you fire the sex offender and make him move to another place. He's still a fucking sex offender. He's just in another place. You just, you just took your problem and sent it to another part of town. You know what I mean? Like somebody who uh, sexually assaults another human being, that motherfucker is sick. That motherfucker needs help. And I'm not, it's obviously, it's fucking sad I need to say this. Obviously, I'm not um, defending sexual assault in any way. What I'm saying is if somebody does something like that, simply moving them to another part of town, making them lose their job or whatever, doesn't solve that problem. It solves your problem. I don't know. Obviously, your problems are the only problems that are important to you. Mine are the only ones that are important to me. But hopefully you can see what I'm trying to say. It's just something to think about. It's like, how is that solving anything? Do you know? I don't fucking know. I hope y'all can see the connection between the story about um, canceling racist and then moving this sex offender to another part of town. Um, yeah, this got like unexpectedly sad and dark. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's uh, move on to the next story, my friends. Let's see if we can find something else that's uh, worth reading. Here's another one. Scammed by a 14-year-old. Justice served. All right. I have a feeling this is going to this is going to have something to do with um, something sexual. I don't know why. Hang on. There goes that fucking noise again. You guys hear that motor? Give me a second. Let me uh, pause this. 
And I'll just have to edit this part out of the episode. I'll be right back. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, six and a half minutes later, we are back, my friends. And I read that story in the meantime about some 14-year-old scammer, whatever the, whatever the fuck that was. Uh, it wasn't worth the time. So I found another story called I Blew Up a Romance Scammer's Life. Here we go. I Blew Up a Romance Scammer's Life. This one is fresh and still unfolding, but it's already hit an explosive level. Some details intentionally vague. All right. I, I already don't like where this is going, but let's uh, continue. So they're going to give us some context. I'm a woman in my 30s with a reasonably good corporate job in a field with lots of room for growth. And I'm recently back into the dating scene after a decade. All right. I'm kind of a would be a 10 if she lost 30 pounds looking girl. <laughs> Let me read that again. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of a would be a 10 if she lost 30 pounds kind of girl. This is a this is a podcast for people learning English, so let me explain that to you because it's uh the language might not have been clear, and even if it were, maybe the culture isn't isn't the same. She's saying, I'm the type of person, I'm the kind of girl that would be a 10 out of 10 if only I lost 30 pounds. 10 out of 10 meaning on a scale of 1 to 10, how attractive are you? 1 being the least attractive, 10 being the most. And she she describes herself as being the kind of girl that would be a 10 if she just lost 30 pounds. I can tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, anybody who describes themselves that way is probably the furthest from that thing. Um, but I don't want to be mean. That, that felt personal, didn't it? Don't need to. That was unnecessary. Anyway, if she says, she says she would be a 10 if she just lost 30 pounds. She says, I have a beautiful face, even if it is a bit chubby. Chubby is a word. It's a more... Uh, it's a word that's not so strong to describe somebody that's a little fat, okay? Remember, she said she would be a 10 if she just lost 30 pounds. Anybody who needs, simply needs to lose 30 pounds uh, to be beautiful is not a fucking 10. But anyway, she says, I'm beautiful even if I'm a bit chubby, but I never have issues getting a date. She's clearly confident. Um, I'm not well off, meaning I don't make a lot of money, but I'm stable and have a bit of spending money. I live in a large multicultural city and my ex was an immigrant. So I'm open to dating people of any origin. Jesus Christ, dude. This is one of those people that has like the fucking Black Lives Matter sign in their front yard and on their Instagram profile. I'm not racist. One of my, one of my best friends is black. One of my, one of my, my cousin dates a black person. I'm not racist. I've dated a Mexican before. I'm open. I'm, I'm open to immigration laws. Huh? Yeah. Open the borders. I'm not racist. I have, I have, I don't even see color. Why would you say? <laughs> I live in a large multicultural city and my ex was an immigrant, so I'm open to dating people of any origin. Why would, why would you feel the need to say that? Any person who is actually something doesn't need to tell you that they are something, you know? Like people who are actually good people don't waste time trying to prove that they're good people. People who are, are not racist don't need to tell you they're not racist, right? People who are not sexist don't need to tell you they're not sexist. And the ones who are secretly put that shit in their fucking social media profiles. Black Lives Matter. Fucking rainbow flags and shit. Anyway, let's move on. 
What happened? A few weeks ago, I met a very charming man from a Latin American country only a couple of years younger than me. He seemed very sweet, cuddly, intelligent, family-oriented, emotionally available, educated, and in a good profession back home in his country, and had a lot in common with me. What could go wrong? Chemistry seemed amazing inside and outside the bedroom. He was honest that he was in my country on a tourist visa, but hoping to stay. I made it clear I wouldn't be able to help him with that, but we'd have a fun summer fling while he was here. (laughs) A fling, just in case you don't know, a fling is like a a short, a shortly lived, you know, like short term romance episode. You know, like you date this person for a little while, a few weeks, a couple months, and then it's over. And you guys, both of you kind of know that's the plan. Just a quick little fling, you know? I'm only going to fuck you for a few months, but then it's over. Uh, <laughs> where was I? I mean, it clear I wasn't able to help him with that, but we'd have a fun summer fling while he was here. If he managed to stay or come back, only then would we consider a real relationship. Okay. So now this, the stage is set. Act two. Then the other shoe dropped. I don't know what people mean by that. Didn't we hear that in one of the last stories? The shoe dropped? Hang on, the shoe dropped, meaning to wait for the other shoe to drop means to wait for something inevitable. Okay. For instance, a disgruntled wife may move out of her house and her friends may wait to see if she files for divorce or wait for the other shoe to drop. Okay. I hope that makes sense to y'all. It just means, so when, let me go back to the actual story. She says, Okay, we, you know, chemistry was great, sex was great, in and out of the bedroom, everything was fine, great chemistry, but I made it clear I couldn't help him get a visa, um, and only if he could stay legally or come back at some point, then we would consider a real relationship. So then the other shoe dropped. Then something inevitable happened, and I guess she's going to tell us what that is. A couple of weeks and four dates into this relationship, during a text conversation about my work, he asked me to be his sugar mommy. (sighs) for those of y'all that don't know a sugar mommy is a woman who is relatively older than her partner and she financially supports this partner typically in exchange for sex and attention and validation the same way a sugar daddy is an older gentleman who typically has a a good amount of money and possessions and status And he takes care of this relatively younger woman, probably very attractive, pays her bills, buys her presents and purses and jewelry and shit like that. He treats her as if she's his wife. Um, And in return, generally speaking, she just has to keep him company, maybe have sex with him every once in a while so that he's not so lonely. Right. That's a sugar daddy or a sugar mommy. So a couple of weeks and just four dates into our relationship, he asked me to be his sugar mommy. I initially laughed and assumed it was a joke. He kept pushing and clearly said it wasn't. Of course, feeling insulted by it. Why would you be insulted by that? Of course, feeling insulted by this, I went off on him. And to go off on somebody basically means, you know, you, you, you intensely express your anger and, and disappointment or how offended you are you know you're fucking yelling you think i'm some fucking kind of you think i'm gonna be a sugar how could you ask me that 
How could you say that? You think I'm a fucking whore? Huh? You think I'm going to pay for you to fucking live in the United States of America? You son of a bitch. How could you do that? Right? She went off on him. He maintained it as serious. No, he maintained it as a serious ask until I hit a nerve with my complaints about how embarrassed he should be to ask me that. In other words, she thought he was joking. She was offended. She went off on him, cursing him out and shit. You son of a bitch. Right. And so he basically kept saying, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. This is not a joke. And apparently she hit a nerve, which basically means she finally said something that offended him and made him lose his composure. When she said, you should be embarrassed just for asking me that. So then he got angry and insulted me for thinking that he was serious about it. No apology for being hurtful to me. Oh, I see what she's saying. So he, he was saying, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Be my sugar mommy until she um, offended him by saying, you should be embarrassed for asking me to support you financially, to be your sugar mommy. So he got angry and started insulting her for taking it seriously. Basically trying to pretend that he was that it was always a joke. From the very beginning, it was a joke. All right, let's continue. She says, obviously what I did next was take screenshots and cry about it to my closest friends. All right. I was hurt that I was fooled into thinking he liked me and that he thought I needed to pay for a man. My friends started to fuse on to fuse on what happened next. I don't know what she means by that. My friends started to started oh, okay, I read it wrong. My friends started the fuse on what happened next. I still don't know what she means. One of my friends started snooping more on his online presence. Together we found about six different Instagram accounts that were him using variations of his name and different photos of himself all uploaded in batches, meaning uploaded all at once, or in groups. On Facebook, a similar pattern, all very scammy and suspicious looking. He had been foolish enough on one of his profiles, though, to follow and tag the employer that he was working for illegally on his tourist visa in my country. So I contacted another close friend in the local law enforcement agency that works with immigration. Oh, boy. She looked up his file. He had a wife and a daughter at home. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's, let's fucking recap here. So this lady who would be a 10 if only she lost 30 pounds with a beautiful face, even though chubby and who can get any man she wants was offended because a young man asked her to be his sugar mommy. She then, um, <laughs> she then has to seek some sort of revenge, apparently. And so her and all her friends start snooping or basically spying on his social media and somehow find that he has multiple accounts on Instagram and Facebook. She sees who he works for and she says, oh, well, he's here on a tourist visa, so he must be working illegally. Let me call immigration on his ass. You know, they say hell hath no woman or they hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That is what they say, meaning there is no more dangerous or frightening force on the planet than a woman who has has been done wrong by a man. Nothing is more frightening, right? They say that a woman will go to the end of the fucking earth to seek revenge on a man that has that has done her wrong. Um. Anyway, 
she calls immigration on this fucking guy trying to get him deported all because he asked her to be his sugar mommy. I, I think that's a very important part of this story. She called immigration on him because of this. Okay. So I contacted another close friend in law enforcement. Uh, she looked up his file and he has a wife and a daughter at home. I released the hounds after that. <laughs> when she says I released the hounds, hound, she means bloodhound, the dog that uh, is used for finding whatever's missing. So if a, if a criminal is on the run from the police, he's running from the police, hiding from the police, uh, they might use bloodhounds to track his scent and find him. So when she says I released the hounds, just think about somebody releasing a group of police dogs in search of this man to bring him to justice. Justice? Jesus, tone. To bring him to justice. So she says, I released the hounds after that. The friend who helped me investigate online made several group chats on multiple platforms with all of his family and friends. How the fuck did they do that? How did they do that? She released all the screenshots as well as a rant about how shameful it was. As they started blocking her, she added more people. I found his sister's phone number. She sent her messages on there too. Everyone he knows, including his wife, know that he's unfaithful and trying to take advantage of women. Jesus Christ. 30 minutes after the online bombardment started, I got a rude message from him about how I should be smart enough to know he was joking and he didn't need to sell himself. I didn't reply. Next step. I probably didn't read that well enough. And here it's the words next step and then a question mark. She's basically saying, what was the next step? Online immigration reporting form with all the info we found. Work info, employer name and address, his home address, his full name, his date of birth, photos, screenshots admitting to working. Usually these reports take months to be reviewed, if at all, but I gave the file number to my law enforcement friend. Two days later, law enforcement officers visited him at home. They found him with a phone number that was issued to a local resident. All his roommates also had numbers issued to the same person, a direct link to the employer. He received a caution for trying to scam me and a no-contact order and a flag on his immigration file that based on his country of origin will likely mean he can never return, as well as strict, a strict warning to not work without authorization. His roommates also received warnings. His employer received a visit next. They found significant proof that he had been employing him illegally, as well as multiple other people. Their investigation is still ongoing, but so far they are likely to receive tens of thousands in fines or possible jail time. The guy isn't getting deported because the government would have to pay for it, and the proceedings take longer than his remaining visa time, but he's now upgraded from flagged. No, he's now upgraded from a flag file to a multi-year ban on re-entry to my country. If he bothers me again, though, he will be deported as well. Hope he enjoys going back to his angry wife in the ridicule from everyone he knows. See you again, never. Jesus Christ, dude. <sighs> Uh, assuming this shit is true, this woman got a, this woman got so offended because this man asked her to be his sugar mommy that she said, you know what, I'm going to fucking stalk his social media 
to see if there's some way I can ruin his life for asking me to be his sugar mommy. Jesus fucking Christ, man. That seems a bit extreme. I'm a woman in my 30s with a reasonably good corporate job. With why is the why is the first paragraph even necessary for this story? There's so many red flags with this fucking woman, dude. I'm a I'm a woman in my 30s with a good corporate job in a field with lots of room for growth, and I'm recently back into the dating scene after a decade. I guess she's saying to I guess it's relevant because somebody asked her to be a sugar mommy, so she needs to let us know that she makes decent money. I'm a kind of would be a 10 if she lost 30 pounds looking girl. Man, get the fuck out of here, bro. A beautiful face, even if it's a bit chubby, but I've never had issues getting a date. <laughs> I'm not rich, but I'm stable and I have some spending money. I live in a large multicultural city and my ex was an immigrant, so I'm open to dating people of any origin. What the fuck does that have to do with this story? There are so many red flags here, bro. This is the kind of fucking lady. This kind of fucking lady, man. Just like has to, she's trying to make herself believe she's such a good person. She's so beautiful and she has no problem getting any man. And then this guy comes along that she's really interested in, but then offends her by saying, hey, would you mind like supporting me financially? And she says, oh, is that how it is? I thought you liked me for who I was. Not for my money and slightly chubby cheeks and my 30 pounds of over my overweight problem. I thought you liked me for me. You know what? Fuck you. Let me find your weakness. Call immigration. My friend that works for immigration and try to get you deported because you asked me to support you financially. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, I understand this guy's a fucking dick if he's got a wife and kid at home and he's asking some rent he's having sex he's cheating on his wife and then asking that lady to support him financially i mean obviously he's a piece of shit too so they deserve each other right i don't know man um i guess you can call that revenge he didn't really do anything wrong to the woman he did something wrong to his wife but not this fucking lady who's telling the story what did he do to her other than say can you support me financially what did he do he hurt her ego. That's what he did. There you go. You can tell by the first paragraph of this fucking story, her ego is, you know, dangerously inflated. So he hurt her ego. She thought, I finally, I found a guy that's really into me, even though I'm in my 30s and I'm overweight. But it turns out he just wanted me for my money. They fucked with her ego and she just couldn't take it. You know what? You hurt me, so I'm going to fucking hurt you, buddy. And she certainly did. If this story is true, God damn. What do y'all think? Is this, is this revenge justified? Did she do the right thing? Was she justified in her actions? What do y'all think? I don't know about that one, man. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Anyway, let's move on to the next story. The next one I found is titled, I broke up with my boyfriend on his birthday for horrible actions he did when he was a teenager. I don't see how this is going to be a story of revenge, but let's uh, let's let's get right into it. She says, I don't know whether this counts as pro revenge, but here's my story, which happened some years ago. I, a 26 year old female at the time, had just started dating Thomas, a 28 year old male, and things seemed promising. He was a very sweet man, educated and quite smart, and he had good looks. After seven weeks of dating, he invited me and two of his childhood friends, let's call them Alex and Bart, for a long 29th birthday celebration weekend at his father's country house in a small French town. His father was going to be around as well, and I was very excited to meet everyone. Day one, which was Friday, is fun. I'm happy to get along well with Thomas's father. He seems like a smart and caring man. Day two, Saturday, a very nice day. We enjoy a party in the garden with the neighbors, including some friends of Thomas. And after a few drinks, no, after a few hours and lots of drinks, a group of people gather around a small campfire and start sharing childhood memories. This is where things go wrong. Dum, dum, dum. At first, of course, innocent and dumb stories, as you would expect. But then Thomas and his friends started sharing in capital letters, really sick stuff. In particular, they told a story about how when they were 14 or 15 years old, they found very amusing. I mean, they, f- they found it. They found it very amusing to bully for almost six months a boy named Arthur, a boy of their school who was very isolated and shy. Making jokes, calling names, you name it. As if this was not enough, they created a fake girl profile on MSN Messenger, in parentheses, a computer platform to exchange live messages that we used in the years 2000s. In years 2000s. Okay. So they created a fake girl profile on MSN Messenger and spent fucking months exchanging messages with him under the false girl identity. 
flirting and developing a false relationship with the poor boy. Some people were in the confidence at school and it became a big cruel joke behind Arthur's back. In the confidence? Some people were in the confidence. I guess she means some people were in on the joke. Like they, some people knew about it at school and it became a big cruel joke behind Arthur's back. They used pictures of Bart's real cousin and the boy thought that he had some kind of online girlfriend to whom he even sent confessions and love messages. At some point, they got bored and scheduled a false rendezvous or meeting in real life, asking the boy to take a bus for two or three hours wearing a T-shirt, Elmer the Elephant, based on a private Okay, wearing a T-shirt with Elmer the Elephant on it based on a private joke. Obviously, there was no one waiting for him, and they did not know how long he waited over there by himself. If Arthur had not already understood what was going on, he found out the next day at school after Thomas and Bart told the story to everyone and even shared the love messages that Arthur had been writing. The poor boy stopped coming to class and apparently changed schools, and it's easy to imagine that this must have been extremely traumatizing to him. And do you think that Thomas... Alex and Bart had any bit of shame about it? And she writes in capitals, not a bit, not a bit of remorse, in particular on Thomas and Bart's side. In particular on Tom, oh, okay. Basically, especially not Thomas or Bart. They kept making jokes about it and even seemed to regret that they were not good enough at being evil to convince the boy to send nudes or sexy pics. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine what would have happened if he had done so, meaning if he had actually sent those nude pics or whatever. So to say that I felt uncomfortable would be a gross understatement. Another way of saying that is to say that I felt uncomfortable would be putting it lightly. You know, it would not be a strong or intense enough way of describing how I felt. I was not only uncomfortable, I was extremely uncomfortable, maybe disgusted or something like that. So, to say that I felt uncomfortable would be a gross understatement. I was absolutely horrified and started to despise Thomas more than anything. Jesus, more than anything. <laughs> Let me read that again. I was absolutely horrified and I started to despise Thomas more than anything. I was not the only one shocked. Thomas's father, who heard the end of the story, had the most disappointed look in the eyes, in his eyes. His stupid son was so drunk that he did not even notice it. I escaped the party immediately after that and got back to the house. I could not sleep at all this night, and I kept thinking about the evening and how Thomas was still finding this funny. I heard him coming to bed around 4 a.m., but I pretended I was asleep. Day 3, Sunday, was the actual birthday, and the initial plan was that I would take Thomas on a one-on-one -on -one fancy surprise date for lunch nearby. And then we would meet with the group for a late afternoon party. But instead, I woke up very early on Sunday morning, took all my stuff in silence, and went alone to the train station where I took a direct train heading back to Paris. I decided to send a text to Thomas wishing him happy birthday and telling him to meet me at a certain location one hour from the house for a surprise. I read that poorly. I decided to send a text to Thomas wishing him happy birthday and telling him to meet me at a certain location one hour from the house for a surprise and that I needed to go a little bit in advance to make sure that everything would be perfect. I see where this is going. I, ha I had picked the location randomly using Google Maps to gain time. Yeah, we know where this is going. 
Thomas read the text around 10 a.m. when he woke up. He responded with excitement that he would follow religiously the instructions. When he arrived there at 12.30, I told him to wait further as there was a little delay on something. <laughs> then I asked him to meet me at a restaurant, which was, 30, which was a 30-minute drive from the initial location. When he arrived at 13.15 or 1.15, I texted him that I was on my way and would arrive in 20 minutes and that he will understand when he sees he will understand when he sees me why I made him wait. I also asked him to order some food and the most expensive bottle on the menu. <laughs> Around 13.30, he started calling me several times and sent a lot of worried texts. And after 45 minutes, I responded, in parentheses, in French, and I quote, So how does it feel to have people play with your feelings? Then I stopped responding. I let him call and text the entire afternoon, but never responded. At some point, an unknown number called me, and it was his friend Alex asking what was going on and that Thomas's birthday was completely ruined because of what I did. I just responded, in quotes, This is an extremely small payback for what you did to Arthur. Tell Thomas to stop calling me. Jesus Christ. And I hung up, and I blocked them. I still felt bad the entire evening, as I had started to grow attached to Thomas back then. The following days, a common friend called me to say that my reaction was completely absurd and unfair, that it was not my role to punish someone for actions they did as a teenager. Fucking exactly, dude. That they were, that they were adult ways, that they were, no, I guess you mean to say that there were adult ways of saying things and that I had, com I had been completely crazy. Only a few people supported what I did. Everyone else seemed to think that I was a bitch. Yeah, you're kind of a bitch here. Um, Thomas tried to fix things and win me back for a few months afterwards. I never responded to any of his messages. I don't regret it. Of course you don't. I simply hope that Arthur, who she's never fucking met, by the way, I simply hope that Arthur, who should be 35 or 36 years old now as well. Get the fuck out of here, man. All right. Um, Thomas is a, I mean, Thomas, like many 16-year-old boys was a fucking piece of shit. He seems like he still is, right? If he if he thinks that type of thing is still funny. Um, so I can feel her. I see where she's coming from. I I understand why she feels some sense of uh what's the word? Indignation, right? But how how is what she did any different? How is she justified in doing the same thing to him that he did to some other boy? She didn't even fucking know Arthur. Never even met the boy, but she's like, no, I'm a fucking social justice warrior and I have to avenge Thomas, even though I've never met him. This man, this just fucking, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's like just some people, they fit this one. This particular story is just like, dude, this shit has nothing to do with you. I understand if you want to break up with the guy, if you think he's disgusting now and you lost all respect for him. But then for you to turn around and do the same shit to him as if Arthur was your brother, you know, your family and you're fucking avenging. You don't even fucking know Arthur. You know. All she did was like sink to his level and do the same shit that he did, except when he did it, he was fucking 16. She, how old is this chick? She was fucking 26 at the time. How does it feel to have somebody play with your feelings? It's like, dude. Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. And this goes back to the question I asked at the beginning of the episode. Is revenge ever justified? 
In this case, I don't think this isn't even revenge. This is not even revenge. This fucking girl took it upon herself to be superwoman and fucking do the same wrong to Thomas that Thomas did to this kid, Arthur, a, a decade ago, dog. Like, Jesus, man. What did she say? Um, they told me my reaction was completely absurd and unfair. It was not my role to punish someone for actions they did as a teenager. Fucking yeah, dude. Fuck the amount of people on this planet, especially in my country, the good old US of A, who actually think of themselves as good people because they're doing wrong to people who have done wrong is fucking disturbing, man. You know what I mean? So many, this is not even just situations like this, but so many people think of themselves as good people by doing horrible things to people that they consider horrible. And because the people who are receiving those horrible actions are horrible, they feel justified in what they're doing. You know what I mean? But you're no fucking different, right? He did some horrible shit to this kid when he was 16 and you were offended by the story and said, you know what? I'm not going to let this stand. I'm going to fucking do the same thing to him. See how he likes it. It's like, okay, but now you've corrupted your own soul and you've shown who you are as a person. You're no fucking different. Jesus Christ, man. I, I mean, again, I'll, I give, I'll give her this. I mean, the fact that he's 28 and still telling the story and laughing about it. No, according, assuming that what she's saying is true. Now I can't even trust her perspective on the fucking story. Assuming what she said is true, I can I see where she's coming from. I'm with her on that. It's like to be that fucking old and you still think it's funny. You don't regret it at all. You don't see what's wrong with what you did. I I get you on that one. You know, he's a piece of shit. But um obviously y'all deserve each other because for you to turn around and do that, you are also a piece of fucking shit, man. Oh God. Damn, that one irritated me, y'all. I'm not gonna lie to you. Anyway, let's uh move right along. Next story. Um, let's see here. I had a member of my I had a member of staff, a man, try to force himself onto another staff member, a woman, and she chose not to press charges or report it to the police, and that didn't sit right with me, meaning I didn't want to accept that it bothered me. Here we go, another fucking social justice warrior. This should be fantastic. All right, y'all. Let's get into it. To preface, why can I fucking talk? <laughs> to preface, I live in a country that employs a large foreign slash expat workforce in pretty much every industry and in all levels. For someone to move here for work, they have to be sponsored by a company or the individual that's employing them. I own and operate a small restaurant business here and employ more than a handful of foreigners as servers, cleaners, kitchen staff, drivers, etc. I really hope that's going to be relevant at some point. So here's the story. I was lounging on my couch enjoying the last of my weekend one day when I get a call. When I get a call from telling me that one of what? You must have forgotten a word. When I get a call from somebody telling me that one of our sponsored employees, a server in parentheses, let's call her Janice was picked up for indecent exposure, essentially. <laughs> indecent exposure, y'all. What that means is um, you're basically naked in public. You're exposing yourself in a very indecent manner. 
you're walking down the street butt ass naked or you're having sex in some public place, you can get arrested or at least uh, get a ticket for indecent exposure. So let's start again. I was lounging on my couch enjoying the last of my weekend one day when I get a call telling me that one of our sponsored employees, let's call her Janice, was picked up or arrested for indecent exposure. Long story short, or in summary, she was caught hooking up or having sex with a guy in a private booth at a local restaurant. Basically, the police walked in on them whilst engaged in some seriously heavy petting. (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Petting, P-E-T-T-I-N-G, is what you do with animals. Like if you have a dog or a cat and you rub your hand along, along their head or their body in a very affectionate, loving way, that's what it means to pet an animal. So when he says some seriously heavy petting, it's a funny way of saying some intense sexual activity. That's basically what he means to say. So long story short, she was caught hooking up with the guy in a private booth at a local restaurant. Basically, the police walked in on them whilst engaged in some seriously heavy petting. They were fully clothed, but the guy she was with, or practically on top of, I should say, has his junk out. (laughs) And junk, just in case y'all don't know, is slang for um, a male's genitals, his dick and balls. So apparently he had his uh, his family jewels out for display. It turns out he works at the restaurant two doors down from where she worked. After a bit of chastising and threatening to escalate the situation and have them deported to sufficiently scare their senses back into them, they let them go. But not before signing a pledge type document promising to never repeat the offense in, in quotation marks or else. A slap on the wrist, basically, and everyone got to go home. Okay, let me summarize that just in case it wasn't clear. So uh, Janice is fucking going to town on some dude in a private booth at a restaurant. I guess somebody called the police and they walked in on these two people uh, about to get it in. And apparently they had all their clothes on, but the guy she was with had his fucking um, sausage and meatballs hanging out. And it turns out that he worked at a restaurant two doors down from where she worked. And after a bit of chastising, which is like, um, how do I define chastising? Hang on. Chastising. To rebuke or reprimand severely. Um, yeah, after basically telling them how wrong they were, you know, and threatening to escalate the situation, probably threatening to take them to jail or something like that, or have them deported back to their country, uh, in an attempt to scare them, all they had to do was sign some document promising that they would never do it again or else. And so they got a slap on the wrist. And a slap on the wrist is an expression that we use to basically say, you do something wrong, but the punishment is basically just saying, don't do it again. Right? Because if you think about a little baby that does something wrong, you're not going to beat them with a fucking belt like you would, you know, an older child, maybe, depending on where you're from. You might just, boom. Just boom, slap them on the wrist. No, we don't do that. No, 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 no. I don't know how you talk to your fucking kids, but that's a slap on the wrist. Basically, they're saying that nothing extreme happened. Nobody was taken to jail. Nobody got deported. They just signed a paper that said, we promise never to fuck in this restaurant again. All right, let's continue. Um, a slap on the wrist, basically, and everyone got to go home. But it doesn't end there. That night, some, something clicked in my brain which basically means that he realized something. That night, something clicked in my brain and I had the thought, how and why did the police, in capital letters, the police, the police, 
find them in a private booth in the back of a restaurant before the restaurant's own staff did? That's a good question. So I called the restaurant the next day. I thought maybe they called the police on them immediately for some reason. Or maybe the couple got belligerent when staff asked him to stop. (laughs) Belligerent is like hostile or aggressive. So he says, I called the restaurant the next day. I thought maybe they called the police on them immediately for some reason. Or maybe the couple got belligerent when the staff asked him to stop. You imagine having sex in a, in a fucking restaurant and one of the employees comes over and says, hey, um, you're in a restaurant. We don't, you know, you're not allowed to have sex in this place. And they get aggressive. <laughs> it's America. If I want to fuck a bitch on this goddamn table, I'm a fucker. Um, <laughs> anyway. Where did I stop? Or maybe the couple got belligerent when the staff asked him to stop. It turns out the staff didn't notice a thing. In fact, up until the day the police... What? Up until that day, the police have never been to that restaurant before. And when they did, they simply walked in, went straight to the back booths where the two were sat. Who the fuck wrote this? I got to read all that again. Um, cause I'm sure that sounded horrible in your ears. So I called the restaurant the next day. I thought maybe they called the police on them immediately for some reason, or maybe the couple got belligerent when the staff asked him to stop. It turns out the staff didn't notice a thing. In fact, up until that day, the police have never been to that restaurant before. And when they did, they simply walked in, went straight to the back booths or the back tables and chairs is what basically what they mean, where the two were seated. And they busted right in. I realized this meant that someone must have seen them and called the cops on them point blank. Point blank. (laughs) Or called the cops on them immediately is what he means to say. The question was, who? I decided to speak to Janice, the lady in this um, sex session at the back of the restaurant. I decided to speak to Janice. I wanted to speak to her anyway that day, both to check in and get her version of the situation. I also gave her the employer, in quotation marks, you know you did something stupid, chat, and reassure her that she's keeping her job. Maybe that wasn't clear based on the way I read it. So this guy wanted to talk to the lady, Janice. He wanted to speak to her anyway, just to check in and get her version of the situation. And he also gave her the typical, you know you did something stupid kind of conversation that a boss may give to an employee. And he wanted to reassure her that she was going to keep her job. She wasn't going to be fired. All right, let's move on. I also wanted to ask her who she thought called her in. Basically, I wanted to ask her who she thought called the police. Without hesitation, she said it had to be Sammy, who was one of our drivers. Why did you think it was Sammy? I asked. He's the one that dropped me off at the restaurant that day. He might have seen my friend walk in right after me and called the police on us, she said. I knew the part of him dropping her off was true. That literally, that is literally his job and her only free mode of transportation. Well, that sounds a bit drastic. Why would he do that even if he had seen even, bro, this motherfucker needs some writing classes. Well, that sounds a bit drastic. Why would he do that even if he hadn't seen you do anything, I asked. She claimed it was because he was jealous. He was really into her, apparently, and kept trying to get her into bed, she said. What genuinely pissed me off when she told me that. Dude, what the? (sighs) 
there should be like a fucking they need a rule on this subreddit if you can't write coherent sentences don't fucking post um uh, was that mean i'm sorry um she claimed it was because he was jealous he was really into her apparently and kept trying to get her into bed she said what genuinely pissed me off was when she told me that he actually tried to force himself on her once and she fought him off and that he wasn't that he hasn't tried or even said anything since other than be very short and curt with her and curt is another way of saying um short dry um yeah, so short and curt's kind of redundant, but anyway. My immediate response was, why on earth would you not tell me or one of your, of one of your managers right away? She said she had dealt with it in her way, and it stopped. Plus, she didn't want anybody to get fired on her account, or because of her is what she means. And she didn't want any interaction with the authorities, so she decided not to make a big deal out of it in the first place. She also declined to press formal charges against him, which I advised her to do. So what he's saying is he told her you should report this to the police and she said no i'm not going to do that her declining infuriated me even more of course it did this guy was going to get off scot-free and if somebody gets off scot-free it means that they do something wrong but they get zero punishment for it that's what it means to get off scot-free so this guy this fucking guy was going to get off scot-free now clearly i was about to fire sammy but in my mind that wasn't enough for someone to attempt rape, no, for someone to attempt to rape a person basically and not get in trouble for it, not okay with me. But it seemed like it was something I had to live with. Why is this fuck? Why is he acting like something happened to him? You see how he made it about him and not her? Jesus Christ. All right. He says, obviously, my next conversation of the day was with Sammy. My intent was to confront him with the accusations. I called him into my office. I didn't really know where to start, so I went with, obviously you've heard about what happened to Janice this weekend. He stepped in right away. Heard about it, came the unexpectedly proud response from a proud as fuck and positively beaming Sammy. I called it in. <laughs> and this is where I started to get, this is where it started to get super satisfying. You see, for a couple of years since I met Sammy, every now and then he would pull out and show us all pictures of his wife, who was back home living with his mother. All right, we see where this is going. She was younger than him and quite beautiful, but sadly barren. Barren? Too poor to produce much or any vegetation. What the fuck? What? She was younger than him and quite beautiful, but sadly barren, which is apparently why she settled with an older fart like him. <laughs> an old fart um is a word that's used to describe it's a it's a very rude way of referring to an old man who's not very desirable attractive or pleasant to be around um but what does he mean what does it mean if a woman is barren i guess that means she can't have kids yeah there you go google says not able to produce children or offspring so let me read that again uh where did i stop this is where it started to get super satisfying. You see, for a couple of years since I met Sammy, every now and then he would pull out and show us all pictures of his wife, who was back home living with his mother. She was younger than him and quite beautiful, but sadly barren, meaning she couldn't have children, which is apparently why she settled with an older fart like him. I love how he's just making all these assumptions about these people's relationship. Maybe she just loves the fucking guy. No? 
He was so proud of how pretty she was. He was also a devout religious man, or so he claimed. So I ask, and why call the police? And he came back with, after I dropped her off, I waited to see who, was meet, who she was meeting because she's a troublemaker woman. <laughs> when I saw the man walk in after her, I called the police because I know him and he is married and this is against the laws of God and man. Jesus Christ. So I'm smiling now. I knew I got him. Why do that instead of calling your direct manager or even me? And before even seeing for yourself what they were doing exactly at that. Why make it my problem and the company's problem what she does in her own time? Isn't that the fucking pot calling the kettle black, dog? Listen to what this guy said. I'm going to repeat that. Remember, he's talking to Sammy. He says, so I'm smiling now. I knew I got him. I knew I got Sammy. I fucking got him. You got it on tape. We fucking got him. So he says, why did you call the police instead of calling your direct manager or even me? And before even seeing for yourself what they were doing exactly at that. What type of sentence? Basically he's saying, why, did, why didn't you call your direct manager or me, especially when you didn't see exactly what they were doing? And he continues to say, why make it my problem and the company's problem what she does in her own time? So this fucking guy telling the story is asking Sammy, why are you worried about what this woman is doing in her own time? This is the same guy who's putting his fucking nose into this same woman's business when it has nothing to do with him. Do you not see the fucking hypocrisy here? He's mad at Sammy for getting involved in Janice's business. And when Janice handles it her own way, and he doesn't like the way that she handled it, now he's getting in Janice's business, but he's justified because he's a good person, right? Let's fucking move on. So he asks Sammy, you know, I'm going to repeat it one more time. I know this is probably super repetitive. Why do that instead of calling your manager or even me, especially when you didn't know what exactly was going on? Why make it my problem and the company's problem what she's doing in her own time? Silence. His head was down and he was counting his shoes. I've never heard that before, but I mean, it just means he's looking down, staring at his shoes instead of answering the question. So then he goes on to say, Sammy, I know why. I know what you did. Janice told me. I'm disgusted by you and sorry that we hired you. He had the audacity to mumble. I only tried it once, sir. I almost slapped him. Anyways, I fired him, handed him a one-way ticket home, which was in four hours, and told him to GTFO. <laughs> a GTFO means get the fuck out of here, for those of y'all that don't know. So he says, uh, I almost slapped him when he said that. Anyways, I fired him and handed him a one-way ticket home which was in four hours, and told him to get the fuck out of here. This is where I get my not-so-petty revenge. I had his house phone number saved somewhere from when we hired him. It was on his CV. I knew that because I called him. Oh, okay. I knew, th I knew that because I called him there to interview him before when we first hired him. I'm sorry. I know that I'm reading this very poorly, but these sentences are just fucking horrific. They're so poorly written and i'm trying to like fill in the words that he either omitted or fucked up so forgive me this is where i get my not so petty revenge i had his house phone number saved somewhere from when we hired him it was on his cv i knew that because i called him there to interview him before we first hired him i waited until his flight took off and dialed the number i assumed either his mother or wife would answer the call but i was wishing for the latter meaning his wife 
and he says, I got my wish, meaning his wife picked up the phone. Hello, Mrs. Sammy. I'm your husband's employer. Well, his former employer anyway. Just so you know, I fired him a few hours ago and he's on a flight home as we speak. His flight number is blah, blah, blah. And he will be arriving at this time. Just so you are aware, I was forced to fire him because he attempted to rape a fellow employee half his age. I'm sorry. I'm not fucking sorry. I promptly hung up the phone, but not before hearing her gasp in shock. And then this dude puts a little fucking smiley face emoji at the end of the story. This is ju- this is just like the story I, we just went through, dog. Different situation, same fucking type of person. Sticking their nose in a situation that has nothing to do with them. Doing some horrific shit and feeling justified because they think of themselves as a good person. I just don't understand. Like, I can understand, like, if somebody does something wrong to you and you want to take revenge, I get that. But there's so many cases where people who are not at all involved in this, in the fucking situation, feel the need to get involved and play Superman or fucking Superwoman and fuck up somebody's life and then justify it by saying, well, well, he deserved it. You know what I mean? Obviously, fucking Sammy, if he, you know, tried to rape this woman, um, I mean, there's no defending that. But um, I just think it's weird. I think it's weird how like Janice, the woman who was actually sexually assaulted, said that she handled it in her way. She did what she thought was best. And her boss was like, no, 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 Janice, you don't know what's best for you. I know what's best for you. I'm going to fire Sammy and get it. I'm going to send him back home, get him deported and call his wife and tell him what he's done. Because I know what's best for you, Janice fuck out of here man these stories fucking suck man they're irritating me (laughs) oh why do people like this fucking dude social justice warriors are the fucking worst man they're the fucking worst oh dude i don't know man i don't know what do y'all think about that one I don't know. I think that was a bitch move on this guy's part. Like, why do you, why are you getting involved in other people's business? You know, stay the fuck out of people's business. If they don't ask you to get involved, don't get involved, dog. That's nothing to do with you. You know, like Janice said how she wanted to resolve the situation. And he was like, nah, it's your life, your body, you know, but (laughs) I'm just not happy with your decision, so I'm going to do something about it. Man, get the fuck out of here. I don't fucking know, man. You can feel how you want to feel about revenge, but um, these, these fucking people who will justify their evil actions by saying, well, the other person did something evil first, and that evil thing that they did had nothing to do with me, but because I'm a good person, I'm going to get involved and do something evil too, because that's justice the fuck out of here man the fuck out of here you gotta be really you gotta be really careful folks you gotta pay attention not just to what matter of fact you need to listen very carefully to the words that people choose when they express themselves you need to listen very carefully when people tell you stories and you also need to pay very close attention to the things that they do and how they contrast with the things that they say that's what's fucking irritate me man is all these fucking people pretending that they're such 
amazing individuals. Oh, we, we support black people and gay people and women and poor people and whatever the fuck. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Social media. I'm not even going to blame social media on that. That's fucking bullshit. People these days are running around acting like fucking politicians. You know why we all collectively hate politicians? Is because we know when they get up there on stage with their fucking suit and tie and their $3,000 watch and all this silly shit talking about they fucking care about poor people and minorities and the marginalized of society, you know they're lying through their fucking teeth because all they want is for you to vote for them so they can maintain their position of power, which comes with all kinds of other privileges that allow them to get even richer, even fatter, and even further even more distance from actual society. That's why we fucking hate politicians, because we know that they are professional liars. Right? They say one thing and they do another. They say one thing and they believe another. Now we just have regular fucking people online all day, every day, pretending that they're good people when they're actually just pieces of shit. They're just pieces of shit justifying their stupid, racist, ignorant, horrific actions. You know what I mean? To feel better about themselves. And nobody says anything. Nah, man. Um, damn, how fucking negative is this episode? <laughs> All right, my friends. How we doing on time? Oh, wow. This is quite a long episode as well. I guess it's, called, I guess it's time to go ahead and wrap this one up, my friend. Hopefully... You learned a little bit of English. Hopefully you heard some entertaining stories. I'd love to know what y'all think too, man. If you're on um, Spotify, you can click on the episode, scroll down, and there's a question box where it says, what did you think of this episode? Let me know your thoughts on some of these stories. If you want, you can also send me stories. I would love to read stories on the podcast from my listeners or um, answer questions and shit like that. So you can DM me on Instagram, never TikTok. I don't read those shits. You can DM me on Instagram, shoot me an email at englishwithkaizen at gmail.com. Or if you're on Spotify, leave it in the question box below every episode. But yeah, send me your story, send me your questions, and I will read them on a future episode. But um, yeah, this episode didn't really go how I was expecting it, but it's another episode in the books, my friend. As always, I want to thank you for your time and your attention. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Real English Radio. I am your host, Tony Kazian, and I will talk to you very soon. Peace. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.